This last Wednesday, we had at 10 o'clock a service of Ash Wednesday. It was a good service. It was a skinny service. Some of you were somewhere else. <laughs> Most of you were somewhere else. So today is the first Sunday in Lent. Now, coming from a different background, not knowing much about Lent growing up, I heard all these jokes about observing Lent. All the guys will know what I'm talking about. So, we're not going to do jokes today, but I want to talk about Lent. And the first time I ever heard it was I was a sophomore in high school. Now, it's, it's helpful to know I grew up in a very small town in the Texas Panhandle. We, did, we knew the word Catholic, but we didn't know where they were. <laughs> All of a sudden, my English teacher in my sophomore year shows up and announces that she's a Catholic. And we're all like... So when it comes time for Lent, she explains Lent to us. That is a time of sacrifice. It's a time of examination. So on the way out of class, me being interested in those kind of things, I said, you told us you were going to give up something. Now this is March in Texas, in the Panhandle, cold and windy. She says, very earnestly, I'm giving up airplane rides and watermelon. <laughs> that was my introduction. So I thought, okay, so you really take this seriously, don't you? So some of you this morning thinking, oh, Lordy, he's going to talk about stuff and it's just going to get all heavy. Amen. And we're going to be depressed and go home. No. I'm going to do the other reverse of that if you let me. In the scriptures, in the, in the Gospel of John, John is with his disciples and he's baptizing. He has baptized Jesus. And he looks and it twice. He sees this man who is his cousin walking by and he says, Behold the Lamb of God who has come to take away the sins of the world. And his disciples are going, hmm, what did he just say? And so all of a sudden they're watching and all of John's disciples are slowly going over to Jesus. And they do this thing. Y'all seen this? Huh. And they go to John and said, are you watching? All your disciples are going over to him. Aren't you upset? And John says this in John chapter 3, verse 30. He must become greater. I must become less. Can I read it to you one more time? Because this is a scripture that I need you to hear today. He must become greater. I must become less. So everybody in the room know the word Christmas? Yeah, sure you do. So have you been here, living here long enough to know what moss means, M-A-S? Want to tell me? More. More. Christ. Moss. Didn't know that was the word, did you? <laughs> Had been paying attention since you were a little toddler that that's what they've been telling you. Here we are at Lent, and we need to have Christ. Moss. More Christ. Saw this on the internet the other day and thought it was really cool. If I get bit by a mosquito, 
I want it to fly away seeing there's powder in the blood. So, in terms of most people thinking I'm going to give up stuff, I want you to think this week in what terms you're going to gain by making Christ more in your life. In Luke 9, 23 through 25, we hear this. Then he said to them all, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will save it. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit his very self? Sometimes we have it backwards. We have all these things that we think we need. And what we need is a man called Jesus. I want you to understand, I keep reading this and it finally hit me. Did you know he said this, take up your cross before the cross? We look at it on this side of Calvary. He said it on that side. Now, I, I promise you, I have heard a woman say to me, she's looking at her husband, he said, that's my cross to bear. I don't think that's what he's talking about. He may be a tough thing to deal with, but he's not your cross to bear. Jesus presents us with a real challenge with this Scripture. Because what we attempt to do is downplay it or discount it. We don't want it to mean what it means. I heard a little boy one time that was praying this, Dear God, please don't change me. I like me the way I am. Is that us? Is that us? One author puts this this way. Self-denial means turning away from the idolatry of self-centeredness in every attempt to orient one's life by the dictates of self-interest. Did you get that? You and I are not the center of the universe. Despite the fact that my mother and dad knew I was going to be bright when I got up in older years because they called me son. It just doesn't matter what they've told you. We are not the center of the universe. To put it another way, as I look out at all of us, can old dogs learn new tricks? Even at our age, can we come to a point where we say, you first, me second? Can we do that? Are we able to get there? You as well as I watch people in lines down here. Are there any of us that just can't stand being at the front of the line? You know what I'm talking about. You can get hurt. You can get an elbow to the rib. People think, I deserve to be here. Well, where we deserve to be in the universe that God made is God here, us here. That's what He wants from us. That's what He's called us to do. And here we are at Lent. This first Sunday. Can we do that? Can we do that? The English version of the song so many of us sing sounds like this. Me, 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 me. 
And there's a Spanish version. Ay, 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 And some of us, when we get to the last hymn today, I don't want you to mess it up. I don't want it to say, have my own way, Lord. If we're honest, wouldn't we say that sometimes that's what we really want to sing? Because we're all consultants, aren't we? To God, to tell Him exactly what He needs to do for us. He doesn't need to hear from us. We need to hear from Him. As we pray, we say, Dear God, here's this list I've got I want to talk to you about. And He says, I wish you'd be quiet. There's an old story that Mother Teresa was asked, How do you pray? And she said, I go to God and I listen. And they said, what does he do? And she says, he listens. Can you do that during this time of Lent? Just listen. As Barney Fife says, can you nip it in the bud? Just for a while. To hear what God has to say to you because he wants to change you. If we read the Bible, if we pray, if we come to church and if we are not changed at all, something's wrong. Something's not happening in us. In Matthew 22, 36 through 39, there's the story of a lawyer that comes to Jesus that tries to trap him. And what the lawyer does is say to Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? It's a gotcha. And he answered this way, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Part of a confession that we do occasionally says this, We have not loved you with our whole heart. So where are you today? This On this Sunday, the first Sunday of Lent, loving God with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your heart, with all your strength. Can you check them all off? What's in the way? What's stopping you from doing that? What are you full of instead of being full with Christ? Some of you know Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 by heart. It tells us this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. So when you look in the mirror in the morning, are you confident that the person looking back at you is the best person to take care of every need that you have? Is that person the wisest to help you make all the choices? And over the years, how has that person looking at you back from the mirror done with your life? In Romans 12 too, Paul wrote this. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The very biblical definition of repentance speaks of changing our thoughts, our attitudes, and our behavior. It has occurred to me over the years that you and I 
can only have one thought in our head at one time at a time. Have you ever thought of that? No. One at a time. Who's in charge of that? You are. It's up to you. So I ask you today, are there things about you that need to change? During this time of Lent, is it a time that you have been called to say, I give it up? Is there anyone in this building hard-headed? My very name, William, is German, which means strong helmet. Is there anyone in this room this morning has said something this week about someone that if God were standing there, you wouldn't do it? Have you thought, had a thought that you think, I shouldn't have thought that? What about what you've said, what you've heard, what you've done? Can old dogs learn new tricks? And why would you want to? The little boy said, God, don't make me change. I like me the way I am. It's taken me how many years to get here? Right? And nobody's ever had the guts to say, you know, it helped a little if you changed. But there is a voice that will. A voice will say, I'm in the business of transforming you into the person I created you to be. And that starts today. In Colossians 3.17, Paul wrote this, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So just consider whatever you're doing this week, whatever you're saying, whatever you're thinking, that you add at the end of it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And will you say, whoops, shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have said that. So years ago, I heard a guy talking, gave a speech. There was a group of us like this sitting in a room. This guy's name was Bob Buford. He started a group called Halftime Ministries. What he did, he's from Tyler, Texas, and in college and high school, his mother, who was a single mom, bought a TV station in little tiny Tyler, Texas. Well, she ran it and did a good job, and he helped during high school and college, but his mom died, and he had to take over this TV station. Well, Bob was a pretty smooth operator, and before long, he had expanded, and his business was national. And as he looked out at a room like this of us, he says, you know, I've made more money than God ought to let me have. But there it is. I got that much money. And he said he and his wife were going to Los Angeles, California for a business meeting. And on the way, he stopped in Las Vegas to meet with a business consultant. And he and his wife sat across from this business consultant. And the man says, tell me what's important to you. And Bob was like a lot of us Texans, he could talk pretty good. And he kept talking, kept talking, kept talking. Finally, the guy stopped him. And he said, Bob, I've been listening to you for one hour. And he said, to start with, I want you to know I'm Jewish. But what I hear you say is what is important to you is business 
in Jesus. And the man got and got a box and put it right out between them. And he says, Bob, here's the deal. There's your life. You can only put one of those in that box. Your business or Jesus. And Bob tells the story. He looks at his wife and he says, you know, she liked her stuff. So we had this little conversation. And after about five minutes, he looked at the business consultant and he says, Jesus. So this morning, you're sitting here and there's a box. It's yours. You got one choice. You only get the one choice that goes in here. You're going to put a business. You're going to put your needs. What are you going to put in there? On this first day of Lent, I invite you to start today by putting Jesus in there. I heard a Chinese proverb this week that says the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. I want you to plant Jesus in your life. Let's pray. Father, you have brought us this far. You've let us all live this long. We have friends that have not made it to this day. But here we are. We all sit in this room on this first Sunday that we call Lent. And you invite us. Even as I talk, you are talking to each and every one in this room specifically about what they need in their life. So this morning, let us begin with Christ Moss. More Christ in our lives. May our lives become more and more and more like you have designed us to be. In Jesus' name, amen.